beautiful readings for this fifth uh, Sunday of Lent. We can be here for hours and hours, right? And I like the then the first reading. The, this first line is powerful. I am doing something new. When we have an encounter with Jesus Christ and acknowledge his presence, Jesus does this. Jesus does something new. Even when we uh, celebrate the sacrament of reconciliation as well. Just, I, I can talk about this, but for, talk about the responsorial psalm. The Lord has done great things for us. So for me, we are filled with joy, right? But, okay, I'm going to say something about the gospel. We have a few minutes just for, for my, my homily. Um, okay, beautiful gospel. What is the message? Hate, hate the sin and love the sinner is the central teaching of Jesus in today's gospel. The sin in this story is clear. We know about that. So the people around Jesus were quick to judge the woman who had been caught in the act of adultery, that's the sin. Their judgment was correct, and Jesus did not debate it. In this story, the crowd, the leaders, the scribes, and the Pharisees, Jesus, and even the woman herself, hate, this, hate the sin, hate sin. However, there is a disagreement on what to do with the sinner. Some believe that she should be executed and a stone, right? Thrown uh, stones for her, for her crime. Just a little bit, a short uh, story about this, the, the law of Moses. According to the law of Moses, she should be executed, no doubt. But according to the Roman law, Jews were not permitted to execute anyone. So they asked Jesus to, to chose. It's like the scribes and Pharisees, right? If he decided, if Jesus decided that she should be executed, he would position himself against the Romans. If Jesus decided that she should be executed, he will appear to set aside the Mosaic law. It was a perfect trap. Jesus is the woman, the woman's sin. But he sees something more. That part of the woman that remains good. Jesus sees her heart. The part that could change, the hope that things could be different. The dignity of every person reminds, despite the crimes or sins they may commit. This fundamental insight of Jesus is the foundation of our Catholic teaching. Hate the sin and love the sinner. Last Sunday, we heard the gospel about the prodigal son, right? 
is a good example about this. Hate the sin and love the sinner. Let the one among you who is without sin be the first to throw a stone at her. But this powerful line, by this remark, Jesus shifts the discussion from the woman's sin to our sin, from a strict justice to hope for mercy. Jesus didn't offer an argument. This is the good thing. He instead gave the crowd time to think about it. He bent down and occupied himself in silence, providing a space which those in the crowd could examine that was in their own hearts and determine whether it was right to carry out the action of violence that they were contemplating. The question that always arises when we hear today's gospel is, what was Jesus writing on the ground with his finger? I was in the Nardex, and today uh, Asher came up to me and said, I want to know, you know about that, what Jesus was writing on the ground? I said, no, I don't know, because the scriptures doesn't say anything about that. Yeah. The gospel doesn't say anything, right? but numerous interpretations throughout the centuries. Jesus chooses to wait. He bends down and continued to trace with his finger in the dust. One by one, his opponents are converted, aware of their sinfulness. They move from violence to mercy, and also, we should consider the, the Greek word that we translate right, which means to draw or to make lines. Perhaps, perhaps Jesus was doodling, right? It's D-O-O-D-L-I-N-G. We may say if this was the case, then Jesus' action is not about writing on the dust, but about waiting for those in the crowd to see the truth, to see the truth. Giving time to the crowd was a way of Jesus expressing his belief that there was a basic goodness in their hearts as well. Jesus believed that goodness would emerge with enough time and lead them to the right conclusion. And it worked, right? Jesus' strategy worked. Now, for us, the message for all of us today here, the gospel suggests that God deal, deals with us in the same way that Jesus deal, dealt with the crowd. God understands how often we hold tight to stones that can harm ourselves and others. They can be stones of prejudice. The stones might be our resentment and anger over a hurt. We know that Jesus asks us to forgive, to forgive even our enemies. 
Our stones might be habits of sins that do us not good, habits of pride, impatience, purity, or criticism. We might have the strength to put those stones down. But the good news is this, that God knows the stones to which we cling. However, God does not attack us because of our foolishness. God does not shake us, trying to move us out of our stubbornness. God gives us time to think about it. God believes that there is goodness in us because he made us. God believes that with the right amount of time, goodness can emerge and reveal the foolishness of our prejudice, convincing us that the sins we cling to do not belong in our hands. God is waiting, waiting for us to see. God provides the time by which we can recognize the sins that we cling only to lessen our lives. God's time is a sign of God's trust in us. And I love the conclusion of the gospel, right? Jesus says, go, and from now on, do not sin anymore.